0: there welcome to live with Lulu I'm your host Lulu Schwal thanks for joining me on this Friday I will be talking about my story part three I am actually in a parked car waiting on um, my hair appointment, and I'm 30 minutes early. So I thought I'd hop on here and do part three of my story. We left off where I met my now husband, husband Greg, after I was in that terrible, terrible relationship with someone who i will not name (laughs) on this podcast but um i was in for better days Um, i started talking to my husband as i told you in the last podcast i actually met him on what was then called christian matchmaker um and it's now part of the um match.com um conglomerate and and you know match.com plenty of fish ok cupid they're all really popular now but back in you know 98 99 this was a relatively new thing to to go on online dating um, and what what I will say when i met greg um when you go through the profiles of these guys um amazingly um some of them are just um just i don't know how to say it it's you go on and if you have a good kind of instinct about people um an intuitive nature You'll be really good with online dating if you don't have a good intuitive gut feeling about people. um, Have your friend (laughs) kind of help you with it because there there are guys on there, and at least back then when you were on, you would take time in writing, answering the questions, um, really think about your answers and. um, it was kind of easier to suss out the people that were just on there just to be to, to be nosy. Or they weren't really serious. They didn't really want a committed relationship. So with Greg's profile, immediately I saw that he had taken the time to really answer his questions thoughtfully. And um, nowadays they can do all of that and they're still crazy um but anyway back then um it was it was a lot easier so or they would just stick up a bunch of profile pictures and their answers would be like a sentence um so greg's i just knew from reading greg's profile that he was someone i wanted to get to know he his sense of humor stood out I remember mine, I'm sure, our sense of humor is what bonds us to this day, um, and our love for one another, but that sense of humor, just being practical, that's that's a big deal when you both um, like to laugh, and he, he had said to me, wow, I knew you were a fun person, <laughs> because I grew up in the church, and one of my snarky um, comments about, you know, what turns you off in a guy, or, I don't know what the what the question was, I forget, but my answer was, <clears throat> I don't like men who go around quoting Bible verses. Uh, <laughs> So, to Greg, that was hilarious, but he knows what I meant. It, I just meant that I don't, I don't want you quoting a Bible verse and then just being totally disingenuous about it. So, if you're going to quote the Bible, then live it out what you're quoting to another person. Don't be hypocritical there. Um, the person I am today knows, hey, we all are a little bit like that. So, I was being really harsh on people in general but anyway that just struck struck Greg funny when I wrote that and um the other thing that I remember from his profile is they there is one question that had asked um where would you like to go out to dinner or where would be the prime location that you would want to want to meet and and um He said, "Well, it just doesn't matter. Like you could be at the DMV with the person that you love, and it makes it a fun place. And I love that. And I, I said similarly. I said, whether you're at McDonald's or a four star restaurant, it really doesn't matter. If you're if you're there with a person that you love, um, it's the company is what matters." Again practically uh, today I would want um, a four star restaurant just kidding um, but that's that's come that's the joke of marriage um, when you're when you're first that romantic stage where you're all lovey love that is a really really fun place to be but it's not very deep then you know as you we've been married um, almost 20 years and you know. Our love has, <clears throat> I think, gotten deeper for each other every year. It's And it's just different. It isn't that, you know, flighty, oh my gosh, he's walking into the room type feeling. But it's a solid thing that I can bank on. And it's comfortable. And you just kind of trade. You trade up that flighty butterfly feeling for sense of security and comfort and a partner in crime someone that has your back someone that um, loves you unconditionally and that's where our marriage has has gone Um, so anyway we we dated um, for about let's see 10 months Then he asked me to marry him, and he actually asked me um, to marry him on his on his birthday. And um, I and he actually he came over, and um, we he asked me to pray with him. (laughs) So I shut my eyes. He shut his eyes. He prayed. When I opened my eyes, he was on his knee with a ring and he asked me to marry him and his joke was I asked you to marry me on my birthday because it was the best present I could ever give myself oh that is so sweet to this day but that's Greg and um we called you know everybody that we could think of to tell and um I still hold a grudge to this day because um, we were thinking his parents would be all excited. They were watching a really intense game on TV, so they actually hung up the phone. So we called to tell them. And it, was a, it was during football season, of course, college football, and they're big Tennessee fans. And I think they were playing Alabama or something, but um, I'm not the big sports person, but we called them and they're... They were excited, but then they said, Gotta go. Tennessee's, you know, winning over Alabama. Anyway, and that's Greg and I joke about that. Not really a joke. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Anyway, so we called everybody that we knew um, would be excited for us and shared that. Then we went to a great dinner at, um, (coughs) excuse me at a new orleans restaurant Um, and i forget the name and it's always oh cajun queen cajun queen Um, and i don't think they're there anymore but it's it was the best um louisiana new orleans cajun food ever it was one of the best meals of my life so we went to dinner there he took me to a nice dinner and we were just floating around the entire evening. He gave me a big kiss when we got back. And it was magical. And then he drove away. And I was thinking, oh, no, I don't want you to drive away. It's, it's just that part. You're just so in love with each other. It's just a, such a wonderful feeling. So <clears throat> we got engaged. And then we were married six months later in April. April 7th. 2001 we got married Um, and when that day was just amazing I took it I remember the advice that I gave myself was to walk slow down the aisle and look around and look at the people that were there for me and look at their faces and just kind of study each person that was in the in the pews that day and that's what i did and it was a wonderful moment that walked down the aisle with my father um tom henry married us and um it was at christ covenant church in matthews north carolina and um greg's grandma got to be there Um, my grandparents had passed away my grandmother uh, was Was ill, so she couldn't come up, but we all most of uh, not all our family was there Um, Great friends and it was just a wonderful day Um, We went on our honeymoon to Eleuthera Bahamas and that was the first time I'd ever seen clear ocean water which was now I'm spoiled so now when I (laughs) go to the US coast oceans I'm, I'm a little spoiled I want it to be clear like a swimming pool so <clears throat> Eleuthera is beautiful so um, fast forward we moved to um, he got laid off at Corning in 2002 we got he got a job in Richmond Virginia so um, we moved up, up here and then <coughs> excuse me we, we moved up here in 2002 in the summer <coughs> and then we had a great time just being single in Richmond and not single I am so sorry no kids I met couple with no kids and um, we're newlyweds we had a lot of fun times and then Fiona came along um, in, in five years. So we had her in 2007, um, November 5th, 2007. Fiona was born, and um, we experienced the joy of being first-time parents. And that was hard because Fiona had colic <clears throat> when she was younger, a baby we figured out she was allergic to soy milk and so her colic relieved itself once we um, switched her i'm sorry she was allergic to regular milk Um, she actually needed soy milk so that's what we did and that helped her a lot um, and was a lot better for all of us involved because i know that y'all with babies with colic you all know what i'm talking about it's hard and um i was i started a job as a um i had gotten my master's in counseling so i started a job as a resident counselor at a at a small um, office uh, practice in richmond and i did that um until fiona um was born. And then um, I actually quit the practice once she was born and um, stayed at home with her. And it was after that that I was on the phone with my sister and all this artsy stuff that had been in my childhood and really swirling around in my head. My, my true love and passion for art and all things fashion and beauty and makeup and all that was still there um, but I had like I said I pressed that down and kind of went after a safer option so after Fiona was born and I had time to take a breath um, when she was napping or playing um, you know I was on the phone with my sister and she said what is it if you had your you know your way like if you had your choice what would you be doing with your life the big question and something just said I'll be a makeup artist and um she's like well what's stopping you and at that point nothing was so I said you know what I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna I'm just gonna take a leap so I got I ordered my makeup kit um, from Makeup Forever. I had done a lot of research on good, good makeup to have. And that was the one of the top of the line. So I go, I got good quality brushes. I ordered my starter kit from Makeup Forever. And um, then I needed to put a website together. So I did that. Um... And I looked for other makeup artists around Richmond that could, you know, maybe mentor me or just so I could network. So um, I ended up um, getting hooked up with one and I went on shoots with her and I kind of, she took me under her wing a little bit. And I got my name out there. And pretty soon I was booking jobs I booked my first wedding um, and I was I was going going strong and it was at that point that um, I told you Vogue would come back around and at this point I was you know networking with all the artsy people in Richmond um, Facebook's a great place for that social media <clears throat> I owe all my businesses to social media that I've started, and <clears throat> i saw um i I just saw a woman on there who i thought, Wow, her photos she's a, she was a photographer, and photographer and makeup artists go hand in hand and <clears throat> her photos looked like the photos I had seen growing up in Vogue magazine they had a very painterly feel about them a very high high haute couture fashion you know just a very high-end look about them Um, but yet they were soft and beautiful and um you know not in your face just just the beautiful photos and uh so I contacted her, and um, come to find out, she had actually been published in Vogue. So it was it was amazing. It was a full circle f- moment for me. So Jyoti Sackett, love you, girl. Um, we're still friends to this day. So I hooked up with Jyoti. I drove out. She was out in Buckingham, Virginia, which was about an hour from me. Um, And Fiona was still young, so Greg was so gracious. He let me do these makeup shoots on the weekends when he was home with her. So I was loving life. I had the best of both worlds. I had a husband that was supporting my whims and my creative juices and um, supporting me financially and emotionally. I, I had a young baby girl who was just an angel just a good she still is she's just the best kid ever and um i was doing makeup shoots and we would actually she would submit the photos to uh vogue uh photo vogue and um some of them were published on the uh website photo vogue and just to see that logo (laughs) on makeup that I did in a photo and seeing the Vogue logo it shot me over the moon I can't tell you um what that did it just was amazing still to this day just wonderful time in my life um so I did makeup for um about two two years and then I started, uh, there's, it's a very catty industry, and I, I. let's face it, I was an older makeup artist. A lot of these girls that do makeup, they start out doing it in their 20s, so I had, um, I, I sh- probably should have th- gone that route, and I didn't, so I was looked at as, you know, I was a, a newbie, but I was also older, so anyway, a lot of these girls i mean let's face it not everybody's your friend in business and i went in it very naively thinking that um all these girls that i'm doing makeup for they're my friends they're my friends all the photographers you know and um they weren't so what had happened is i had um a, a bunch of stuff happened and it all kind of backfired for me and um long story short just a lot of things were said about me that weren't true and um a model started some gossip about me that wasn't true that you know it's very high school junior high even um well lulu said this about about your your skill and she you know she said you you couldn't do makeup and this was to a model had told this to another makeup artist. Um, I never said that it was a complete lie. In fact, the opposite was true. Like, I wish I could have learned from this girl. She did a very precise cat eye. She she just was good at, at period makeup. My makeup, on the other hand, was more um, contour. It was I was the queen of contour. I could contour a cheekbone like nobody's business. Um, I blended well. I was good at, um, just like my paintings today, I'm good at blending. I'm good at matching tones. Um, I had a much more painterly, um, fluid, blendy feel to my makeup. She, on the other hand, was very precise. Like all her cat eyes looked like um, mathematical equations I mean everything was done in you know the inches (laughs) I don't know I don't know what you know what I'm saying though it's just very precise and um, you know we could have learned great a great deal from each other so unfortunately um, I did and then and then back then I thought I knew best for other people's businesses and I really didn't and I don't and I spoke up where I didn't need to speak up and it got back to her Um, and so she called me and she basically confronted me and I should have said hey let's meet let's talk it out let's have the model let's have her come too so we all three can like adults work this out so she asked me um what I had said and at the time I thought she needed to focus on one thing and do it well so she was trying to be you know photographer makeup artist all these things and I had told a photographer hey she probably just needs to focus on one thing because I don't want her to be thought of as a joke okay wrong words to say first of all that was not my business first of all second of all don't use the word joke because people don't laugh so i was honest and i told her that on the phone and it was if i flipped a switch she totally turned on me after i told her the honest truth she started yelling at me she told me she didn't believe anything i had to say And that model was probably correct in that saying that, you know, all the lies that she told. So it just spiraled out of control. And at that point, I... Then there was another incident um, with another... With the same girl with another photographer. um, And then another photographer after that. And to be honest, I was just done like I said you know I don't need to be doing this I love makeup I love doing it but the people that I'm having to deal with I can't do it so I quit and I packed up my makeup bag um and I never did another job and um do I regret that yeah there's a part of me that thinks I was I let too little bullies like bully me out of the makeup industry because it's truly be honest something I still love I still think about um but it was then I decided to just turn you know the faces in for um canvas <laughs> and because um, the canvases don't talk back to you and you don't really have to deal with a lot of people being an artist you just kind of make your art yeah galleries art people all that but it's much different it's it's a lot easier um than dealing with um, makeup industry people um so that's that's what i do now and um i will leave off there for now this is going to be a part four folks um but um i um next time i'll talk about uh kind of what what happened in between all that um, in Greg and I's marriage and um, I'll just leave it at that so I hope you all have a great weekend this was a quick one but I did want to do part three while I was stuck here in the car have a great weekend and um, I will do part four Um, will be the last part of my story And then we'll get into some topics that y'all want to talk about or um, just kind of specifics from um, what kind of, what my story, the branch offs, um, the anxiety, the panic, um, just life issues with moms, etc. Alright, y'all have a great weekend. Um, Email me at luluschwall at gmail.com if you have suggestions for the show or any questions. Please um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Live with Lulu, rate and review, that would be so appreciated. And remember, we are all in this together.